welcome to the Domestic Fuel Cast, a podcast devoted to news and information about alternative fuels and energy. Produced and hosted by Zimcom New Media. The biofuels biz looks forward to a brighter 2010. I'm your host, John Davis. 2009 was a turbulent year for biofuels, but not wanting to dwell on the past, the leaders of the ethanol and biodiesel industries are looking forward to what is to come in 2010. Tom Bias, the CEO of Growth Energy, a group representing America's ethanol producers, says this is a critical year for an industry that, if it was a foreign country, would be the second largest supplier of fuel to the United States. We have uh, a tremendous challenges ahead and uh, tremendous opportunities. And uh, if you look at uh, on the regulatory front, the Environmental Protection Agency is set to make a key decision in, by the middle of the year on uh, removing the blend wall, which uh, prevents any more than 10% of ethanol to be mixed with our fuel. Uh, uh, Growth Energy had filed that waiver request uh, uh, last March, and uh, it was supposed to, the decision was supposed to be made by December 1st. Uh, EPA came out with a, a very positive statement that they, they wanted to wait for some additional Department of Energy tests on engine emissions and uh, uh, equipment as well as engine durability uh, to confirm the data that we had sent to them. They said it looked very positive and that they were going to definitely make a decision by the middle of the year. So we're encouraged by that. The Renewable Fuels Association's Matt Hartwig says they are working to get the infrastructure and regulations in place once that ethanol blend wall is overcome. E15 is an important step in something EPA can do and should do and needs to do so as soon as it possibly can. But we also need to work on expanding the infrastructure for even higher level blends. Things like blender pumps, allowing consumers the choice of of a 10 or 15% blend, maybe a 20 or 30% blend, all the way up to E85. We'll be looking at, at efforts to mandate that new vehicles being produced in the United States are flexible fuel vehicles capable of using higher level blends like E85. And both men say their industry will be working to overcome the low carbon fuel standard implemented in California. about the right approach to installing a low-carbon fuel standard and whether the states ought to be doing this, or as we believe, it should be a national issue. In addition, the ethanol industry will be working to extend the ethanol blender's tax credit. 
On the other biofuel side of the house, Joe Job, chief executive officer of the National Biodiesel Board, is concerned about the $1 a gallon federal biodiesel blenders tax incentive being allowed to expire in 2009, capping off a pretty tough year for an industry that saw dropping oil prices and rising input costs force a lot of biodiesel makers out of business. But as gloomy as 2010 has started without the tax incentive, Joe believes it's darkest just before the dawn. We know that the the tax credit, which we have to get extended periodically, uh, the tax credit did lapse because Congress was consumed with the health care debate. I will tell you that it did not lapse because of lack of support by Congress. Um, uh, The House of Representatives did pass an extenders package that included a biodiesel tax credit extension. Um, The Senate has said that they're going to take that up as soon as they get back. Um, so we're, we feel good. Um, there's no guarantees when you're dealing with Congress, as we've just demonstrated with the lapse of this tax credit. But, um, you know, it, it, we, we believe that the tax credit will get extended and we will immediately, uh, and concurrently be working on an effort uh, to get a longer-term tax credit extension and restructure to a production excise tax credit uh, so that we're not back in the same same situation next year and the year after that. Job says it won't be easy for biodiesel with all the partisanship in Washington, D.C. these days, something his green fuel normally hasn't had to deal with. It's going to be difficult uh, given the current uh, the current state of affairs in Washington, D.C., we're heading into an election year. We have a tremendous um, partisanship that's that's playing out, and uh, that partisanship will only increase as the election nears. So it's going to be very, very difficult, And um, but but I think that, that we'll come through through that. We'll get an. Ex- I believe that it is likely that we'll get a retroactive extension, and we're going to have to work really hard at getting then getting a longer term extension and restructure. And Job is hopeful that the new renewable fuel standard RFS two will be favorable to biodiesel. We are also uh, cautiously optimistic that that the EPA will get this rule published by the end of this month. Uh, and that the rule will be favorable for the biodiesel industry. In other words, that the rule will go into place uh, and that all of our feedstocks uh, or a majority of our feedstocks will be eligible to meet that program and that it will uh, result in a gallon requirement uh, somewhere on the order of a billion gallons for calendar year 2010 because uh, the program was delayed, so they're combining 09 requirements and 20. 10 requirements and make them making them all due uh, in 2010 which which is you know somewhere on the order of a billion gallon market which is double of the market for 2009 overall the three men agree that 2010 is poised to be a big year for biofuels in this country well i i just think the future's bright you know uh, and will continue to be bright for production of renewable fuels from our farms uh, as long as the policymakers don't uh, uh, back off of an overall plan to help our nation become uh, less dependent on foreign oil. 2010, like 2009 and 2008 and in other years, 
will be very exciting, to say the least. Looking forward to a brighter 2010 and beyond, uh, the the implementation of the RFS2 program for the first time in 2010 is going to be extraordinarily important. It's going to be important that it that it be implemented successfully. And uh, the best opportunity for anyone who is interested in doing anything in the biodiesel industry in in calendar year 2010, the best opportunity to learn about this new program is to come and be with us in Dallas, Texas at our conference uh, the second week of February. I'm John Davis reporting. You've been listening to the Domestic Fuel Cast, the official podcast of DomesticFuel.com. Check out the website daily for the latest good news about the alternative energy industry.